We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 18th, 2016. We're rolling right along. Um, and um, we're going to be playing now a series, um, another series of audios. Very important. Other different things that we could be looking for. This next one is prepare for no food, water, and power by Inauguration Day. As you heard me say in the last teaching, I'm trying to give you every possible scenario of what I could foresee happening. If we had no food, water, and power by Inauguration Day, can you imagine the chaos just that would cause? You would have a lot of angry as a beehive leftists foaming at the mouth blaming the right for all of this and all the more reason that, that you could have just this horrible scenario that we're moving into before january 20th 2017 you need to be prepared to go without power uh store-bought food tap water etc you should have storable water and some storable food um and some ways to you know light your house whether it's headlamps on your head candles um a combination of both the thing that i've learned about the day and time we live in is you can really find like just like on ebay and stuff if you research you can find some really low cost alternatives um out there like, oh, I can't afford a $20 headlamp. Man, they got headlamps up on eBay that are like, I ordered a whole bunch, and I know they came from like Hong Kong or something. But I'm telling you, they work really good. And they were like three and a half, three bucks a piece. And no, it's not my go-to headlamp. But it puts out a lot of light. It's simple, and it works. And I haven't had one break. And I've been using these things for a while. On the advice of my listener, I got a, I broke down and finally got a, a good one, a really good one, a zebra light. And I got into that zebra light, the, the one that we had recommended. And it was, I don't know, four, five, six, seven teachings back. I don't know. Uh, because I think you should have, if you can, have one really, really good version of that. Like one that's waterproof, for example. And one that can take, like if you dropped it and, and this type of thing. If God's leading you, I use headlamps all the time. I mean, at night, um, like, especially if Taylor's in here. Man, I mean, <laughs> a lot of times the house is dark. I'm just walking around with a headlamp on. I'm not turning on lights. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just going from room to room. If I got to do something or whatever, I have a headlamp on. And, and um, I'm going to get a lot better light with whatever I'm trying to focus on than I'm going to get with an overhead light anyway. And I've noticed as, you know, as you age, you don't see as well. I used to have really, really, really good eyesight. I mean, it was unbelievable. Taylor's got amazing eyesight. But I messed my eyes up really bad because I did a lot of tanning and tanning beds when I was younger, my younger days. And for a lot of that, I didn't wear tanning goggles. I was really smart, really, really smart. Um, should have got the Einstein Award for the year on that one. Because if you close your eyes in a tanning bed... It doesn't protect you that much. You're getting a little bit, but you need to have something over the eyes in a tanning bed to actually block out the UVA and the UVB rays. So I did a lot of damage to my eyes. And it's a wonder I have any kind of decent eyesight now. I just wear very, very mild prescription glasses when I drive. That's it. That's all I wear. 
I believe it's from all the nutrition I've taken from my eyes, which has, praise God, compensated for a lot of the damage that I did. But I did do damage, and I have a harder time. I like a lot of light. When I was young, I couldn't stand bright lights. I, I, I didn't want a lot of light. Now I feel like I need a, I like to have a lot of light on whatever I'm focusing on. That's just me. Not everybody's like that. My daughter's like I was when I was young. She can't stand bright lights. And um, I remember when I would like be in there doing dishes and stuff when I was younger. And my mom or dad would come in. They'd be like, gosh, there's no lights on in here. And, and I, could, I could operate in very, very low light and see fine. Now I can't. You know? And it's probably because of all the damage and aging that I did to my eyes. There's a lot of things you can do for your eyes, though nutritionally to compensate but in my case i did so much damage from the tanning booth you know you reap what you sow so um that's kind of how i operate but there's a lot of things in the prepper community that i've seen now that you can get now food's not really this way okay not to get decent food it's not cheap but there are certain supplies and things that you can get if you research that will not cost you an arm and a leg okay to, to have those and at least, you know, get some rechargeable batteries. Something that, that you don't have to rely on constantly changing batteries and then throwing those other batteries out. Here's something that I've found. And I'm going over to my, to my recharger. These EBL, EBL batteries, rechargeable batteries. You can find them on eBay. Okay, for the money, I don't know of a better rechargeable battery. Okay, now, there, I'm not saying there's not better rechargeable batteries, because there are, okay? I'm talking about for somebody on a budget, okay? These EBLs, EBL, they're stronger than most of the rechargeables. They, the charge lasts longer, and they, they last longer in general, as far as cycles you can use them. For the money, they're the best. You can get them in AAA, AA, C, D. Now, more, the more you go up, the more they, they cost. And they've even got chargers for them, EBL chargers. All of it is very, very low priced. I'm talking for somebody on a budget that cannot spend an arm and a leg. You can get a whole bunch of these and not break the bank and have batteries taken care of for a lot of your devices. And you're going to save a ton of money. And uh, I just try little, little things I can do to, to where you could save money and, and to bless you with them. Razors. Here's another thing. I've said this before. If you keep your razors that you use, I shave in the shower. Like if I shave my face, I shave it in the shower because the shower obviously moistens your beard and, and, and it's just the razor works a lot better. Do it at the end because then the maximum time of the hot water and the soap, you shave real easy. Now, I put my razors in basically what I've been using lately is castor oil, but you can use... I used baby oil for a long time, but I don't use baby oil because it's petroleum-based, and, and you can use that, though. You can. It's just that you want to get that oil off the blade. You don't want to put baby oil on your body. It's a petroleum-based product. Okay, It's not good for you to put on your, your body, but you can use it for that. What I'm telling you is the reason that the blade's dull is not so much because you're shaving. It's when you set it on the counter in between the shaving, the blades oxidize, meaning they start to rust at a very micro level. That dulls the blade. That's why you got to keep using razors over and over and over. I heard of like like Sean Handy, the Dollar Shave Club, use a new blade every time. I'm like, dude, 
I go like six months on one blade. Six months! Now, you know, sometimes I shave with, with my electric razor, okay? And so you could say, well, you're not doing it every single day. And Yeah, I know, but I'm telling you, I can go six months with a blade. With, you know, triple blade or whatever. I'm just telling you little things you can do to save you a lot of money. Because those razors can be outrageously priced. You know? Just little things. I could come out with probably, if I ever had time, a book on all these different ways you could probably save money. Like Heloise's Helpful Hints, like she used to have or whatever. Um, not to say I've got it all figured out, because I don't. But those are just a couple little ways. And, you know, it adds up. It adds up, that kind of stuff, you know. Also, one other thing I want to say, and, and I'm, I'm not going to get into a health study here, but while I'm on the subject, before I had asked that you pray for my immune system, okay, and it was like literally at the same time, and I believe right before I even went to God, but I, 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 maybe it's sometimes it's that you humble yourself and you go to God or you go to your listeners and you say, can you pray about this for me? I hardly ever do that, if you've noticed. Don't ask for money. All I have is the little thing at the end of end of part one where if you want to, whatever, give, that's and we appreciate your prayers and whatever. I, I try not to ever ask for money and, and I rarely even ask for prayer requests for myself. But I was really having a rough time with my immune system. And it was concerning me because I, you know I'm a big proponent of the whole food vitamin C and that had done me so well for so long. That C400 by innate was amazing. Totally changed my life. Hardly ever had to take the silver because my immune system was already operating at such a high level. Well, all of a sudden, in the last, I don't know, built, it was getting worse month by month. And my immune system was really starting to concern me. I got sick. Taylor brought something home from, you know, she's around a lot of different people with where, where she's at and where she works and stuff like that. And she brought something home and I had never battled anything like this i'm not exaggerating to you i went through two bottles of the c400 180 count tablet bottles in like a little over a week that's 360 tablets of vitamin c now it shows you it's a testament to the product that my body was using every bit of it because normal ascorbic acid GMO vitamin C, which is where they derive ascorbic acid from, unless it says it on the label, ascorbic acid is not vitamin C. It's a proponent of it, but it's not synthetic in nature. Normal ascorbic acid, if I was taking that much, I would have had diarrhea constantly. Constantly. It would have been like, you know, I didn't get diarrhea at all. So what did it show me? My body was using every bit of it. Okay. Problem is, is I wasn't getting a whole lot better. Yeah, I was, I wasn't like, I would have definitely either been dead or in the hospital had I not done what I was doing. No doubt. Because I mean, my immune system is my weak link in my chain anyway. And I'm like, that was when I finally got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to say something on air because I battled this for weeks. And it was right before that, though, and I believe it's maybe because I finally said, you know what, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my listeners. Maybe because I did that, God showed it to me even ahead of time. Even before I asked you, he reminded me of calcium. How important calcium is for the immune system. I've said this before. You'll never hear, I've never heard it anyplace else. I'm telling you. I studied the standard process product line for years. 
um, I studied it before I even started using it in practice. Okay, now I'm not saying standard process is the be all end all. I actually like innate response formulas more because they're all basically. They're of, you know, I'm not a vegetarian, but they use whole food products totally in their product line. In standard process, with the meats they're using in the glandulars, they are not organic. Okay, and so I've been looking for other product lines to replace other things within standard process for a long time. It's just a slow process, and I'm so busy. I'm not saying standard process is bad. Obviously. They, they've been a, a huge blessing to me for a long time, okay? But I, I like the concept of innate response formulas because they're totally, um, if they were to ever use glandulars, it would be probably from organic sources, okay? I'm always striving to get the best is the point I'm trying to make. I'm always striving. And here's the thing. Royal Lee was the guy that developed Snare Process. He made his first product in 1929. It was probably the first multivitamin in America if you actually have it on paper. The first true multivitamin, okay, whole food. He died in 1969, from what I can remember. I believe if he would have lived and had somebody with, or at least somebody with a like mindset to carry on his work, the products that Standard Process has today would probably be very different because he probably would have said, oh, okay, we need to improve on this and we can tweak this and we can do this and we can do this better, we can do this better. Problem is he died, so a lot of the products stayed the same. So... I'm looking now to think kind of in his mindset, okay, well, is this product better? Is this product better? Okay. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a lot of research. I've already found some products that I do believe are superior to some of the ones I'm selling from Standard Process. Two I've brought in right now is I've got one product now that replaces glucosamine synergy. It replaces manganese B12. It replaces Ligaplex 1 or 2. It's an all-in-one joint formula, okay? It's an unbelievable price value for what you're getting, and you're getting the glucosamine compounds, and you're getting the um, manganese, which is very, very hard to find products which have enough manganese for joint function. Joint, you have to have manganese to hold chiropractic adjustments. I learned this in chiropractic practice, and you have to have it for joint stability. Most products, joint products, don't have enough. So now I've got to sell glucosamine synergy and manganese B12 or Ligaplex 1 or 2 in order to get... Now I've got one product, though. I think it's called like Disc Discovery. I got it in my product line. Replaces two different standard process products at a better price, and the chondroitins that they're using are vigorously um, screen-tested, and, and um, it's just a superior product. Okay? I've also got a better fish oil now that replaces the cod liver oil and um, the tuna omega three. It, it's for the money. It doesn't. It's not even close. And it's screened at an even higher level, meaning it's screened for heavy metals at an even higher level than standard process is doing. I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. I'm not saying that their products aren't superior to 99% of what's out there. I'm talking. I found something even better on the fish oil, and I'm trying to do this with a lot of other products. My time's so limited, though. What I'm trying to do is provide the people that order from me the highest quality, best value, most bang for the buck. The amount of DHA and EPA you're getting in this new fish oil I brought in, it's, the standard process ones don't even compare. 
for and for the money it's even cheaper <laughs> so you know i guess the whole point i was trying to make is within my research i've done over the years i have found that with technology advancing with things becoming more maybe more automated as much as the new world order has tried to hinder stuff there are things and there are alternatives out there and there's always something a lot of times better that's coming out the bible says in daniel that in the end times knowledge will increase and that's what i'm talking about if if, if like royal lee would have lived to like let's say he i believe he would have already made these modifications in the product line okay it would have been a natural evolution but the product line was so successful that they didn't really want to mess with it so they've come out with new products and they're in the, and they've got some some like whole food products and and um not i mean they're all whole food but they've got some ones that are let's say vegetarian and i don't have anything against glandulars okay but i want to make sure that they're of the purest highest form okay and so this is kind of where i'm leaning anyway i said all that to say this god revealed to me that the calcium was a huge issue with the immune systems and now this isn't just for me this is for you if you have a problem with your immune system i am finding i added the calcium lactate um by standard process back in and i'm telling you it kind of was immediate a little bit but it took about three or four or five days because i was so deficient in it that it didn't happen all at once but all of a sudden three or four days into this i'm like man my immune system is starting to feel like it did before when i was just you know and now I'm, I'm taking like two C400 a day and I'm not even doing the calcium lactate every day. I don't need, you don't need to do it every day once you get it in your system. And I'm like, I'm like, this is amazing. So I'm doing, I've got it in tablet and it also comes in a powder, but I'm just doing it like every two or three days now. But I am telling you that one little thing that I did it totally made my immune system like feel like oh my word I'm, I'm like a totally different person so i thank you for your prayers um and and i i do believe god showed me and what he did is he gently re reminded me of course it was kind of in a way a little bit through severity because i'm i should have known better i had gotten away from taking the calcium it's just one of those things you know maybe i ran out of it i forgot to open another bottle i wasn't thinking about it and i started and then i'm like wow you have to have calcium in order for the white blood cells the calcium what it does at least a form that's absorbable i don't mean garbage calcium like calcium carbonate or um dolomite or these calciums that are derived from rock i mean a really good highly usable calcium is converted into the body ultimately to calcium bicarbonate calcium bicarbonate is used by the white blood cells in order as a means of propellant in order as a means of fuel for the white blood cell to get to the target host the white blood cells the main aspect of your immune system it's what goes and kills invaders okay without the calcium what ends up happening is your white blood cells cannot mobilize and get to like let's say it's a bacterial infection can't get there doesn't have the fuel to get there it doesn't have the fuel to wage war because that's what you're doing you're waging war okay with the white blood cells it's your immune system and i could take two bottles of the c400 
and and literally it was hardly doing anything because what why you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain that's why i don't want people just to rely on silver you you could rely on it because it does act as a secondary immune system but it seems kind of crazy to me to have your primary immune system like your white blood cells in in all these different aspects of your immune system weak and then just rely on the silver for when you get sick that doesn't now the silver i believe is is very very important to have the, the at least five thousand parts per million or above is very very important to have for a life-threatening or a pandemic type scenario or let's say you get really sick and you need you need extra you need you need more okay let's say you just got run down overcome you were in a got good nutritional status but you hey you got run down you, you got exposed to something your body wasn't used to okay well you need it i still do the silver once a week once every two weeks just to keep candida loads down there's nothing better that i know of um but i'm not taking mega doses of it every day I believe, from what I'm seeing here, the two most important aspects to having a higher functioning immune system, um, a good whole food vitamin C, and a good highly absorbable calcium, okay? Um, those to me, I don't know, I don't, I haven't, I want to try some other calciums out there to see if I get the same effect, but the calcium lactate by... And it doesn't mean it's derived from milk, okay? It's it's the salts of the lactic acid or something. It's it's a little different. It's derived from lactic acid, something like that. It's it's um, a very highly absorbable calcium that standard process has produced. Uh, those to me are the two main things I gotta have. That's me. I know everybody's different. I'm just telling you. Maybe it'll be beneficial to someone else. I wanted to kind of give you an update because I had asked you to pray. I had a lot of people ask me how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. I hadn't said anything. So I figured out oh, why not. I wasn't actually planning on doing this today at all. I wasn't planning on making an announcement. I also think another really super important thing for the immune system is making sure you got the flora in your system. I mentioned that early, earlier because the flora is a gigantic aspect of your immune system function. It also has a lot to do with you assimilating nutrients and um, obviously keeping candida in check. And anytime you're eating a food that's been raised on antibiotics, any kind of meat, cow, um, chicken, whatever. They put massive amounts of antibiotics in the feed. It gets concentrated in the meat. You eat the meat, it kills your flora. Not the same as taking an antibiotic straight. That's way more worse. But it does do that. So I think those are three of the main things you need to do to have a highly functioning immune system. If you just take echinacea, I got the strongest echinacea that you can get. Okay? This one I got from Mediherb. Echinacea Premium. I got the best echinacea you could get. But you know what? I was pounding that echinacea during that thing. And you know what? Eh, wasn't helping that much. You know why? Because it didn't have the, 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 there was not enough calcium in my system for my white blood cells to work properly. So it didn't matter how much echinacea that I took. Echinacea will work much better if your immune system is already a, high, a highly functioning level, is what I'm trying to say. In other words, typically, typically herbs... I don't turn to herbs first. I turn to them typically after the person has a good nutritional status because herbs tend to mobilize your body's reserves. They tend to be able to say, okay, let's actually activate this pathway. But what if you don't have the proper nutrients stored in a given organ or in a given system to mobilize, like you don't have enough calcium? 
to mobilize the white blood cells. Well, the echinacea might be signaling your immune system to do that, but if you don't have the calcium, it doesn't matter because the echinacea can't do that. Silver actually acts as a secondary immune system and will work independent of your own immune system, which is one of the reasons it's so amazingly preferable in a life or death situation. Okay? But I'm always seeing, okay, but let's, let's build the foundation really good. Our primary immune system with these things. And there's obviously other things. Zinc is a huge thing with your, your immune system. That's, that's another um, huge factor uh, as well. But I'm like I'm saying, I've never seen impact. I mean, I, I feel like a totally different person now being on this calcium. And now I'm only doing it every three days. I do like a quarter, I don't know, half a teaspoon of that powder, calcium lactate powder. That's it. And I'm, I'm taking two, like on average, two C400 a day. I went through 360 in a week and I was still sick as a dog. So again, I believe this kind of stuff happens to me because I'm reaching thousands upon thousands through the ministry so that I can maybe say, okay, God showed me this. <laughs> this was a pretty severe way to learn this lesson. <laughs> because I'm telling you, these strains that they got out right now are so insane. This is another reason. It's, it's, it's that the strains, these super strains, and I, I do believe it's from all the massive overuse of antibiotics and, and um, these types of things that are in the environment, and all the ways they're trying to make us sick, and, and who knows what they're creating in laboratories, and people are getting sick with these strains that, that um, our, our immune systems have never, never seen. So our bodies are potentially going to be dealing with things now and in the future that they never had to deal with in the past. So it behooves you to have the highest functioning immune system as possible, because obviously... Like, I, I'm serious, I would have either been dead or way in the hospital had I not been taking what I was taking. Guaranteed. There's no doubt in my mind I would have been. Um, so I, I, I want to thank you for your prayers, and, and I want to do hopefully impart back to you that knowledge that I just gave you, um, because it was just, it's so huge, the difference I feel now. It's so, and I was really getting like freaked out. I'm like thinking, man, is there something like clinically really wrong with me? I mean, my immune system was never, was bad, but now it's like, come on. Is it normal to take 10, you know, C400s per day? No, it's not. It's ridiculous. Um, but man, when I added the calcium, it's all over. It's, I feel great. So anyway. I don't want to say more about that. I'm sorry I took up a lot of time there. Uh, but that could save some lives, what I just said. Seriously, that could seriously save some lives. So I'm going to go ahead and play this next clip. Remember, this is prepare for no food, water, and power by Inauguration Day. Okay, so here we go. Um, I do want to say that for those listening, though, it's interesting. You and I, we don't talk. This is Mike Adams and Dave Hodges. This is the tail end of this interview um, that we're, we're looking at here other than when we're doing interviews. So the fact that you and I have come to the almost the same conclusions through independent analysis. Okay, so the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses a thing is established. You see people like Mike Adams who specializes in the health realm. 
You see, and I, I know Mike Adams is not a Christian. I get that. But a lot of the information he puts out is rock solid regarding the vaccination issues, regarding a lot of the health issues, um, regarding a lot of the, even the political issues. He's very, very aware of that. And then you have Dave Hodges. And, and it's not just about Dave Hodges. It's about the people he brings on and the research that they're bringing forth that's just ringing true with the research I've been doing. And again, when you start to see all this cross-confirmation, that's a pretty good sign that you're moving in the right direction. really says something. You know, we don't compare notes. I mean, we haven't talked about this stuff before the show. Well, no, but the, the truth is the truth, and I will tell you this. People in the intelligence community talk. People in the various agencies talk. Let me just give you one example of what I'm talking about. In 2014, during the Central American invasion, immigration invasion, I was writing a lot about how they're being intermixed with terrorists, these immigrants coming in, and this is the real threat. The threat's not so much from the immigrants, except when they're unscreened. They can be unhealthy and bring diseases we don't want to be exposed to. But other than that, I said the real threat is with these terrorist cells coming in, and I had documentation. I had documentation from DHS and from places like the Tucson Police Department. As early as 2010, they were identifying the Muslim Brotherhood as coming in with immigrants. Yeah. And, and what, lo and behold, what happened, Mike? Um, I get a, a cryptic message from someone saying, we need to talk. Uh, go do this and do this and set up this, and I will contact you. And it was a DEA guy. And this DEA guy had been chasing cartels all through Central and South America. And when he wouldn't stop and play games, and let 80% of the drug shipments go, which is an agreement the Obama administration reached with all the drug cartels. He said that he was shown the door, restationed stateside where he sits today. And I've heard from him and another DEA agent in the interim, and, and they tell me we're going to have a Tet Offensive yeah. in this country led by these fifth column terrorists that have been let in. It's been planned, Obama. The fifth column implying they're already here they're they're just waiting to be activated it's it's like a trojan horse like a fifth column that's already here in our soil they just haven't been activated yet it's behind it but my point is mike there are people in the government who are good who want this word out and the reason i have so many good sources and the reason you have so many good sources is there are men and women who care about their country See, and that's the thing, is there are people, good people in our government that want this information out, that want me to be doing what I'm doing, that want Dave Hodges to be doing what he's doing, Mike Adams to be doing what he's doing, getting this out to as many people as possible to hopefully create enough awareness and to create enough of a critical mass and hopefully enough prayer going up, which I think is the most important thing about it, because people are actually, Christians are aware, that this thing will be averted. Without that... I don't see there being any way that, that we can escape some kind of cataclysmic thing in the next month without those factors in play. Yeah, well said. And, and that's going to remain uh, in place. We have many, many allies at every level of the system who I think now for the first time in a very long time see an opportunity to, to make a difference and change the course of the country away from the radical left and put it on track towards you know, constitutional um, uh, a constitutional nation, you know, grounded in, in law and order and equal equal justice, you know, for everyone, including including uh, bringing people like Hillary Clinton 
to justice. You know, equality shouldn't mean that we all have the same income. It should mean that we're all subjected to the same laws. <laughs> you know, that's what equality really means. But um, I would add this. Remember that there are all sorts of different factions involved here, including La Raza, you know, in California, as you've written about, and the, you know, the DNC, the, the, the Democratic, uh, the, the Democrat hub of power, and then the globalists and so on. Many, many different factions at work, uh, the, the radical Islam faction and so on. These different factions have very different levels of competency. And as is obvious by the fact that the DNC was so easily hacked, they have really horrible cybersecurity. I mean, these Democrats, many of them, are so uninformed about cybersecurity that when they find out that their email system was hacked, they will send out the new password to all the users using the same email <laughs> system that was just hacked. I mean, that's how stupid they are. So, you know, Democrats tend to be, they have these, these incredible delusions, they're very creative with their delusions, but in terms of applying technology, including weapon systems or firearms or cyber technology, they're really quite stupid and easily hacked and easily overcome in terms of even, let's say, a kinetic battle, a firearms battle, what have you. They're Okay, so I just wanted to throw that little clip in there um, with with them, kind of add a little bit, a little bit more of a positive slant on. Yes, there are good people in government. Yes, the left is really, they're they're just not the they're not the brightest bulb in the light socket. Put it that way, they're really not. I mean, you look at the snowflake millennials. You look at these. You look at the ignorance of them. The Black Lives Matter, the the La, La, La Raza, the I mean these people, the lesbian, gay, bisexual. I mean they are, man. I mean talk about not looking at the facts. Talk about drinking the Kool Aid uh, and asking for seconds. I mean they are just not very bright, and I don't mean that in like some mean. I'm just saying I'm telling you what I'm seeing. They're they're not that bright. Um, and there are a lot of very bright people in government that do want this information out that are, that are hoping again, that we get this, get this information released because mainstream media is fighting this tooth and nail, like this type of report. You know, I wonder how many of these emails that I send out, uh, when I release this, you know, when I do send it out, will, um, not be, not get to the target email. Which is probably a good reason for you every so often. If you don't get an email from me, you might want to check my website. You know, because it'll be up there. And they, haven't, they haven't taken that down yet. But you may not get it. The way that they're restricting stuff. So you might have to just start checking the my website a little bit more often. Um, I wish it wasn't that way, but it, it just seems that's the way we're moving. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, this is Paul Martin on the upcoming crisis. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, where we are freeing America one enslaved mind at a time talking to you here in the early morning hours of December 17th, 2016. have a very, very disturbing report to bring your way. This is a special broadcast. 
of the Common Sense Show. Here on the line with me is Paul Martin from RevolutionRadio.org. Paul is in receipt of a communication that all of us need to be concerned about. Let me set the stage here very quickly. The United States is being emptied of its combat troops. And that's because we believe, as do many of our sources, and I'm talking sources of high military rank, retired high military rank, uh, intelligence operatives, ex-intelligence operatives, are all saying similar things. Obama is writing the country for a civil war, and he doesn't want Obama to be able to use his appointees, Mattis and Kelly, to bring troops to the aid of Trump if this de-evolves into a civil war situation. And Paul is in receipt of information that parallels what it is I just said and explains some operational details of the, quote, kind of martial law that we can expect, but they're not calling it martial law. They're referring to it as continuity of government. Now, with that long-winded explanation, let me bring Paul on. And, Paul, you've got this communication that I found extremely disturbing. Go ahead and share it with the audience, please. Well, to kind of set this up, it was oh, two years ago that my East Coast source said, uh, you know, the time's coming, things are going to happen to where wherever you are is where you're going to stay. He said about four weeks ago, he said, if you get any further from home than you can walk, take all your stuff with you. Well, you and I were just, we were having an evening chat here just a little bit ago, and I was checking my uh, comment sections on my website, and I got one, and I read it to you, and here it is. It goes, Paul, I heard your interview with Dave, and everyone is missing what they're going to do to use to shut down the cities. I have an immediate family member who sells software to the DOD, NSA, HSA, etc., and she has a specific program that they stole from her engineers and the software. They don't have to shut the cities down. Just throw a switch. All vehicles will be made obsolete and everybody will be stuck right where they are. If you have a vehicle after 2004 or so, you will be stuck. No one is talking about this, but check your sources and I promise you this is going to happen. People will be sitting ducks and won't be able to bug out or get to the store or any place. Please get this out to people ASAP. OnStar and other similar programs were all about getting vehicles so they can be crippled and rendered useless. Please alert people to get out there and buy an older car or they have no chance. This will happen with no EMP needed. This backs up what my East Coast has been saying for two years. I've never even heard of this. A non-EMP mass way to disable cars after 2004. I've never even heard of this. So this is a whole other wrinkle. That when I heard this, I'm like, well, you know, not saying this is going to happen. Not saying God can't intervene. You know, from this source, they're saying it's going to happen. And what a... (laughs) I just, you know, you wonder, though, if they did this, how are they going to explain this? Oh, we did this for the better whatever, the greater good. Man, I'll tell you something. If they pull something like this, um, 
that's uh, it's pretty much laying all their cards on the table. I mean, I, I can't see that if they were going to try something like this, that they wouldn't be coming with maximum evil intentions in mind. You know what I mean? Because they, <laughs> this is kind of a deal breaker, this type of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, if if they if they said, oh, Korea went over and one of their satellites detonated an EMP, they could blame it on Korea. How are you going to say that when it's only a, uh, cars from the 2004 on up that are disabled? I'm trying to, you know, role play this out. Trying, trying to think, okay, this is going to, we're going to, people are going to discover this very quickly, in other words. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to know <laughs> that uh, uh, it's only cars from the 2004 and up. How could you say Korea did that? Or Russia? Well, they probably tried to blame Russia. I don't see how that's possible. So in other words, the blame will be put back on our own government. I don't say they're going to say that universally across America, of cars from 2004 up, all don't work. How they're going to be able to worm their way, I don't think they're going to be. So in other words, it would appear to be if that scenario did happen, it would be more of like, okay, the gloves are coming off, the mask is coming off, we're coming for you. Now, I'm not saying that to scare anybody, I'm just saying, to me, if they do that, that's the way it would seem. Any further reaction personally to what you were told? No, this, this, this was a comment on my website on mm -hmm. one of your articles. Yeah I, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Um... You think this is credible, don't you? Oh yeah, he's commented. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's commented before. I, I I noticed the name. Let me share with you something that may parallel this, Paul, and I think uh, we're going to see both ventures put into play, and that's this. I know for a fact that when FBI SWAT teams or any other federal SWAT team goes after a high-value, dangerous target, they disable the cell phones before they go into the building. And they do so so they can't call for help in the FBI or whatever agency would be would get flanked by hostile fire. And what I have been told is the signals that actually can neutralize your cell phone um, are very easily, let's put it this way, they're easily applied to an entire metropolitan area simultaneously. In other words, what takes down the car I don't know if it would be the same force, but there would be something similar, if not the same thing, that would take down cell phones. They will well, take my, out. They, my, can, they will take out. For lower. They will well, take my, out. My, they, can, they will take out the command and control. Is what I'm talking about, and that's our communication. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, I don't know. Two months ago, uh, my East Coast source said they are going to take the phones down. Period. So the phones and the cars. In battle, in fact, I just heard this yesterday. There was a guy, oh no, actually he's going to say it here. He's going to say it here. That the most, well, John Moore said that when he, when he went to Vietnam, the, the most, the scariest thing he ever encountered in battle was when they, when he couldn't communicate. Communications is a huge deal. Obviously, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm communicating to you. I'm communicating to you the plans of the enemy. 
when you have no communications and you're like flying blind and you don't know what's going on, that can be a very kind of terrifying scenario because it's like, what's going to happen next? What, what, you know, you have no heads up. You have no way to really prepare for maybe some unforeseen scenario. So communications are very, very important. Um, regardless, I think they're going to talk more about this too regarding communications. So you've got to have ham. Uh, you've got to have CBs. Uh, you... So he said you got to have ham. So everybody, we need to go out and buy a lot of those canned hams. You know, the, the, we got at least 100 of them. 100 canned hams for communication purposes. Just kidding, teasing, no. Ham radios is what he's actually in reference to. Uh, now, that's, <laughs> again, you know, ham radios aren't exactly like, you know, you just order it and it's just easily used and self-explanatory. It's a little bit involved to get into ham radios. So, you know, I guess ideally is, you know, if you had a family that like lived up in the mountains and had an underground bunker and had each family member assigned to a different task of, of, you know, like one could be communication specialist, another could be maybe weapons, another could be food. Another, you know. But for a lot of us, we don't have that. We, we don't, we don't have that. You know, I try to do as much as I can. And, and I mean, I'm just totally overwhelmed. I do have some alternate communication methods and stuff. Um, and I, I hope that maybe, um, you know, that will be very useful to me in the future, but I haven't been able to pursue all this stuff, you know, and, and, and even with years of whatever, it's just, it takes a lot of time too. It, there's, there's a lot of effort and time than to be involved, but you know, it's just something to think about. It's one more element to what we're looking at here that it's good to be made aware of. Got, uh, the, the there's, there's great handsets out there for you to put on your, uh, for, and you can buy an antennas to put on your vehicles um, uh, there's ham clubs everywhere. I suggest you get with your uh, local ham club and, uh, and and have a way to communicate. I was I was on John Moore's show about three years ago, and he asked me a question. He said, "He said, Paul, do you know the most frightening thing I experienced in Vietnam?" And I go, "Why bring tracers going over your head?" And he goes, "No, lack of communications." But with this email. On the vehicles, it fits perfectly, absolutely perfectly, from what I'm getting from my best source. And yeah, I carry I carry two bug out bags uh, in my vehicle at all time. I mean, the furthest I get from home is Denver, and uh, I can walk from Denver back home. I've got I can live for three days on my bug out bags, but uh, uh, I suggest everybody. Get some bug out bags, look them up, see what they are, see what's in them. Uh, okay, if you don't know what that is, it's like a bag you would basically take with you that would have enough survival things in the bag in order to get you squared away for a few days. Uh, where you could survive. I need to actually go through mine. Um, where you could survive. You'd have food. Even even some water. They've got like water pouches and stuff you could get. I mean, you're not talking about a lot of water here because water's heavy. But I mean, things like that. 
that would be essential. Let's say you were worst case. I don't know worse because it could be worse than this. Let's say you're 20 miles away from your house and all the all the vehicles went down and you got a hoof at home. Well, if you have a bug out bag, then what ends up happening is um, you've got the necessary food and water to keep calories in you and hydration in you to get you home. You also need to have the footwear in your vehicle in order to do that as well. Okay, because let me tell you, I've done a lot of walking over the past, uh, since I've been up here. And I'll go up to the certain tracks and walk and things like that. And um, if, you, if your feet aren't conditioned for walking long distances, and even worst case scenario, you're in, say you're a, a female, and you're in a set of like, you know, I don't mean high heels, but I mean, that would be unbelievably bad. But, I mean, even even a set of typical women's shoes that are, like, not meant for walking, you're going to be in a really bad position. You know, if it's got any kind of heel on it, you could turn your ankle real easy. You might have to be walking on the side of the road. You know, you step on a little, you turn your ankle, now you got a broke ankle. Or you've got a severely sprained ankle. You need to have the proper footwear in your vehicle in order to be able to execute that scenario where you could walk home um good pair of socks and the um footwear in order that you could walk a long distance and and still be comfortable and the good socks are as important almost as the shoes okay if i go up to that track and i'm wearing like the wrong socks and i haven't walked in a while oh my word by the third mile my feet are starting to blister i'm a pretty i'm a big guy i got you know i carry I carry a lot of muscle on me. I, I don't. It's just my body type. I, I don't know why. I mean, not to say I couldn't lose any fat, but I, I don't. I don't eat a ton. I don't know why. Just I'm. I'm. There's. There's three different body types. There's ecto, ectomorphs, mesomorphs, and endomorphs. Endomorphs are people that um, more have a propensity to carry um, more body fat. Mesomorphs are ones that have more propensity to carry muscle. Ectomorphs are the ones that are, are skinny. Now, obviously. Most people are a combination of maybe one or two of those characteristics or something. So it kind of depends on what body type you're on. But if you're a bigger person and you start walking, especially if it's on like asphalt or something and your feet aren't conditioned, man, I'm telling you, and you're not in the right shoes and you're not in the right socks, your feet are going to start blistering before you know it. I'm flat out telling you, if you don't have experience, and, and I'm telling you, that will shut you down. Your feet will shut you down. So it's good. And I know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, great. One more thing I'm putting on people. It's good to be walking from the standpoint it's very good for you. It does burn fat. It burns, card, it burns calories. It's very good for your cardiovascular system, your circulatory system. Um, you sweat, which is a form of detoxification. The skin is the largest organ in the body. And when you sweat, you're releasing toxins and things of this nature. Um, it's good to de-stress. And so again, I'm not saying you got to go out there and run your guts out. I'm saying that just walking. But what it will also do is condition your feet. And if you have, if you do that, and your feet are fairly conditioned, and then you are also um, 
have a good set of shoes in the car. And, you know, I need to do this myself. I got to, in fact, I'm going to do this after this audio is over. I, I need to do that. Because I'm, I'm not even practicing when I'm preaching over here, okay? I do have a lot of stuff on my truck, but that's one thing that I haven't done, put in the truck. You know, where I need to, oh, okay, i got to do this, okay? In fact, you know what? I'm going to stop the recording right now, and I'm, I'm going to put my shoes out and remind myself. Okay, so I just did that so I wouldn't feel like such a hypocrite talking to you <laughs> in this study. Um, a good pair of... Um, running walking shoes is probably ideal uh, maybe you'd feel more secure in a set of hiking boots the problem is hiking boots are heavy and um especially here's another thing if you do that and you have not worn the hiking boots before and they're not broken in that by itself will cause blisters so whatever you put in your vehicle, you need to have tested it and broke that in as well, ideally. Now, granted, with a pair of walking or running shoes, it's not as crucial. It's not as crucial, okay? A good thick pair of high-quality socks will also go a long way to preventing blisters, okay? So these are just some things, but really, honestly, getting out there walking is one of the if you don't do that and you don't condition your feet you could you're probably still going to get blisters unless you're you know i guess somebody that's very light you know i'm a big dude so you know it's one of those things where where i gotta you know it's for me to get blisters is much easier than for somebody that weighs 150 pounds you know so it kind of depends on the individual. Some 150 pounds, I mean, it's not as big of a deal because they're, they're not going to be putting that kind of... But still, these things I'm saying you do apply. And this has kind of turned into like this, this multitasking prepper study <laughs> as we go along today. But it's like I think of something and I'm thinking, well, this is probably the Holy Spirit convicting me about this because I run into this stuff personally. And these are things that, oh, you know, I, I need to mention this in a study. And then they come up. And I'm like, well, I should mention it now. Why bother waiting? I might forget later. All right, so let's go back to the report here. Quickly. Yeah, I, um, not to do a shameless plug, but along those lines, you know, I represented, uh, I represent Numana Foods, and they have what's called a... Now, this is a shameless plug, so come on. Grab and go bucket. <laughs> and it's, I got a bunch of... Yeah, yeah, he says that they got this grab and go bucket. Now, I looked at this last night, and I mean... It's, it's good. It's, it's much better than what you're going to get from, like, My Patriot Supply, okay? It, it is, as far as the quality of what's in it. It's non-GMO, and they make sure that that is, okay, good, okay? And then there's a lot of other things that it doesn't have in it. And that's more, honestly, a lot of times now I'm looking at what it doesn't have, you know, so we can at least rule this out. For, and, and, again, if you go for 100% organic on, a, on some of this food, man, you are going to pay... Woo! So at least if you could do non-GMO, you know. But yeah, if you had a grab-and-go bucket. Now, granted, are you going to want to be carrying a bucket with you on the way back? No. What you would probably do is incorporate or amalgamate a portion of the grab-and-go bucket into the bug-out bag. If Let's say you don't even have this type of food and, and you're, you're trying to... You're starting from scratch. Now, they've got all kind of bug-out bags you can go... You could probably go, well, 
to a lot of these websites that they list. Um, I was on one last night. Uh, this is a good one. CampingSurvival.com. Man, they got a lot of stuff up there. They got all kind of medical stuff, too, that you can get. You can get the fish antibiotics there, too, I'm pretty sure, that I mentioned earlier. Now, you know, we, we talked about that earlier. That's a good site, uh, this new man of food. Um, but I'm talking about a place you could probably go buy a bug-out bag. Like, it's already pre-done for you, you know. Now, granted, look and see what it's got in it. Because if you look in there and you're like, well, it doesn't have near enough food or it doesn't have near enough, whatever, okay, you, you know. So shop around. I don't really have, uh, I know the sites that I go to. Uh, like, this is a good one, the, the camping, um, let's see, campingsurvival.com. That's a good one. Um, as far as an EMP attack, we talked a lot about that today. Um, less EMF, electric magnetic field, basically. LessEMF.com, that's a good one to go to for fabrics and shielding. Um, there's other ones that have Faraday bags, which are bags you can put your electronics in that will shield them from an emp um here's another good site for for um freeze-dried foods they're expensive though preparewise.com the freeze-dried are typically the most expensive that you're going to get into um the numana is good the one that dave was talking about uh so anyway i'm just trying to give you a little bit more if, if you're not aware of this stuff and you're like oh what do i do where do i go okay i just gave you some some options there they have 72 uh -huh. 72 meals as you know and yep. you can grab them and go and they're so convenient and you can eat on the run with this stuff um it's phenomenal and people are saying well how can i get that well just simply go to numata.com forward slash hodges and you know very briefly here during the holiday season we have five percent off and you can uh, use the coupon code hodges nov5 but uh, that's what I would recommend, and it's something that I am now going to begin to carry with me. I have it. I have them here at the house, but I am going to have to adapt here, Paul, because uh, I do uh, have a long commute every day. I go from rural to city, back to rural, and I could get caught in the web. There's no question about it, and I'm going to have to be thinking about other things that I need to take with me, if you know what I mean. Well, being a being a good Marine, it's done many force marches, great socks, and great footwear is something that you've got to put in your vehicle rather than your, your usual civilian shoes. I mean, you need some really good footwear that can that can hold up over a long hike. But um, you need to stay off. I'm the, you need to stay off the main beaten path, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my favorite Marine Corps colonels. Uh, has a business and he's got three routes for all of his employees to get home and that's been for two years when I, I called him and told him you know what my east coast source said so he mapped out two different ways to get home for all his employees and he yeah he, he so there's a whole other thing to think about different ways so you want to stay off the main roads like you don't want to ideally you don't want to be walking down the interstate to get to your home because those would be the places that would tend to be cordoned off, you know, and you could, you know, so I know that could be dicey for a lot of people. Um, 
but all the more reason to have good footwear. Now, again, that would kind of also dictate maybe what kind of footwear you'd have in your truck. I mean, in that case, if you weren't going to be that far, but you knew you were going to be off-road, you might want a set of hiking boots. Because uh, that's going to be much more practical than running shoes if you're going through the woods. You know, so again, I'm, I'm sorry to make this so complicated, but these are different little nuances that for your specific situation might make a big impact. Uh, I was looking at this new man of food, and I'm just seeing here on this grab and go. See, here's the problem, though, with this. He says, you could just put them in the pack and go. No, Dave, you can't. Here's why. Bring six cups of water to a boil. Oh, hold on. Let me set up my, you know, um, little portable burner stove. Listen, those are great, okay? I've got them. The problem is, is if you're in an emergency situation, are you really going to take the time, or do you really want to take the time to um, bring water to a boil? Where are you going to get that much water six cups okay just for one meal it says bring six cups of water to a bowl slowly whisk the entire package of chili mix i guess if you're they because they only comes in um lower heat simmer to simmer to 25 to 20 minutes at a low boil give me a break no this is not practical for a bug out bag i think it's great to have at home but I don't understand the grab and go. Okay, grab and go, great if you're going to grab and go to a different location and then have a way to boil water and have access to water. But these are the things that these <laughs> that is left out so much of the time. Okay, so what are your options there? Well, you might want to go like with... <sighs> Honestly, I would say the most heavy-duty get the job done are like these meal bars where you've got like these ones wrapped in like mylar and it's like 2,000, 4,000 calories per big blocks. And it's like basically like, I'm talking about something that's going to get you calories and get you out of the woods. I'm not talking about something that's even that healthy at this point. You're in an emergency situation where you have to use a bug up bag and you're trying to get back home. The last thing you're going to want to worry about is food preparation. Ah, where's my oregano? Oh, I left my spice rack at the house. Oh, I can't make this. How am I going to bring six water uh, uh, cups of water to a boil if you're in the woods or something or, or you haven't eaten and you're starving? You can't eat this. It's, it's freeze-dried. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, just, just kind of rough it. Kind of scarf it down. It, yeah, it's a little dry going down, but it'll expand to, you know, 10 times, 10 times the size in your stomach, and it'll explode, but hey, you know, those are the breaks. So, again, I'm giving this caveat. I'm looking at this, and I'm, like, looking at their sweet habrino chili. Okay? The food's pretty good. I mean, compared... The ingredients, I should say, are pretty good compared to what you're going to get at so many of these other, my patrons supplying these other ones, okay? Um, 
but this thing about bringing six cups of water to a boil, slowly whisk the entire package of chili mix, lower heat and simmer to 20 to 25 minutes at a low boil. Come on! Really? In the woods? No. So, they've got like these, um, food bars, okay, you can go, and I, you know what, I'm just going to look this up right now real quick so I can kind of tell you what direction to move. Okay, here we go. I just looked this up on eBay. <laughs> you got Dave Hodges up here. Get one of our grab-and-go buckets and put that in your car. Um, okay, if you've got a bug-out location to go to, that's all well and good, where you can boil water and you can, you know, but if you don't have that, that is the most impractical thing I've ever heard. You can't use that obviously, uh, you know, trying to get back to your house if you're 20 miles away and use that as a food source. Here's something you can use, though. What you want is something you don't have to make. You, you, you don't have to, like, prepare it over, you know, uh, a stove or something. Okay, nine-variety pack of emergency camping survival food bar energy rations. Okay, there's nine bars. There's 18 bucks. So it's basically two bucks a bar. Okay, and again, there's certain things I'm going to get picky about, and there's certain things I'm not. This is not one of those areas where I'm going to get super picky, because all this is emergency. This is like life or death. The biggest thing here with this, I would say, is you want to get something with a decent shelf life, because let's say you put these in your bug out bag and they expire next month. Oh well, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't want that. I mean, like, let's yeah, like these are really good. New Millennium Bars, formerly packaged to endure temperature extremes, has an extended shelf life of up to five years. Low sodium. Uh, they're 500, 400 calories each. Um, which, you know, is a little light on the calories, but, um, you know, if you if you weren't that far away, obviously nine bars is going to get you a long way. Uh these food bars maximize physiological efficiency of water by including low sodium. Okay, so I kind of get that. But then again, of course, it's not going to be much of a factor in winter, but in summer, you kind of need the sodium, so you you know, you know, need more water. But anyway, um, it's lightweight. So something like this, I guess I made the whole point to make, say this. Something like this is way more practical <laughs> than having freeze-dried food in your car or beef jerky. Okay, the problem with beef jerky is it doesn't have a very long shelf life, and it's not really good to high temperature extremes. You know what I mean? Loaves, fine. Okay, beef jerky, great. Okay, now here's what I was talking about, these other ones. Here's a nine meals, three day, um, 3,600 calorie emergency survival food, basically ration brick. Now, granted, the ingredients are going to be not good in these things but listen on this one i'm not gonna sweat it you're trying to basically get in calories okay i'm not gonna worry about if it's you know organic or whatever in this particular type of situation just like in emergency medicine listen do what you got to do to save someone's life but you can't drug a body into good health so you know again it's one of those things let's be look at this in a reasonable way there's all kind of different of these and i have no clue you can go up there look see which one has the best ingredients they're not expensive like this 3600 calorie food bar nine meals per bar five year shelf life um 400 calories per meal okay 
It's 12 bucks, 12.34 with free shipping in America. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? And guess what? There's no preparation involved. Again, this little thing that I just told you could literally save your life. Because what if you did this? What if you just went out and, and I'm not blaming Dave. Dave's a good guy. Okay, I'm not saying that. But what if you just did that? You throw that in your car. Well, I've got my food covered. And then you realize when your car goes dead or when, let's say, they've shut down the highways and you got to hoof it back home. Let's say you even got your hiking boots, you got your good socks, you got your bug out bag, and you think you got your food covered. And then you realize it's all freeze-dried and you got to bring six cups of boiling water to make one meal. Which is really practical to do if you're in the woods, you know, in low-light environments and, you know, just stoke up a fire there and make sure you have your cooking pot and, and your thing to heat the water. We're talking very... Things just got way more complicated for you. It literally could mean the, the difference between life and death. Okay? This one thing is, is you know, huge. This is huge. So, um, I really like those food bars that I just mentioned. Because, to be quite honest, they look like they're, the ingredient list looks pretty good in them. Much better than I'm sure these big food ration bar things are. Uh, nine meal variety pack emergency camping food survival energy rations. So just key in an eBay nine meal variety pack emergency survival food. You'll find them. It's a little more expensive because you're getting the same. You're getting nine meals, 400 calories each. They're in their, but they're in their own individual bars, which is kind of nice. And it's a variety. You get lemon, cherry, vanilla, apricot. A whole bunch of different things, so you're not going to go through so much food fatigue. These other ones, it's the same stuff, and it's like a cookie dough. Granted, if you can't afford it for 12 bucks, you can have nine meals, 3,600 calories. It gets you down the road a, a, a far way. You know, as long as you have the water with you, you get. Remember, you're going to need the water with you because you need water too. Um, I typically carry water in my car all the time anyway so i'm pretty good on that but you would want them in the lightest containers you could have them in and this is a this is a little thing that i just told you that i really think for a bug out bag scenario is the way you want to go okay don't go with dehydrated don't go with freeze-dried don't go with anything complicated you want this to be the most uncomplicated thing in the world anything that goes in your bug out bag you want whatever you got in there to be a a helpful thing to you not a hindrance not a hassle because the time you're saving and all of these other things may save your life or someone else's life so i'm sorry i'm really getting off on a lot of rabbit trails today but it's this stuff is coming up and it's like man it's kind of important there's a plasma cutter in his car or his uh, suv because i mean from from where I'm standing at Denver, they've got those cables. Man, now that guy's really going the extra distance. He's got a plasma cutter in his car, I guess, to cut through cables if they put cables up. Well, you know, hey, a set of bolt cutters. I mean, could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not telling you to do that, but. Those tight cables all over, all the way to Denver, he's got a plasma cutter where he can cut them. Well, that's good because that guy could potentially save a lot of other people's lives. 
You know what I mean? Because he could be cutting that, and then other people could be logistically helping him while he's doing that. So, yeah, God bless him. And get home. But uh, I'm going to send you this email, and I'll let you put it in an article. But I suggest everybody, uh, you can go to youcansurvive.com. My good buddy Kenny Lewis that uh, has got a great list for bug out bags. And uh, I've been carrying them for three years, everywhere I go. Oh, youcansurvive.com. Hold on, let me just play that again because I, I missed that. I'm my good buddy Kenny Lewis that uh, get home. But uh, I'm going to send you this email, and I'll let you put it in an article. But I suggest everybody, uh, you can go to youcansurvive.com. Okay, so you got that, youcansurvive.com. Now, I'm not sure if it's you, just the letter U, or uh, Y-O-U. I don't know. you, But you'll find it, youcansurvive.com. So that's, if you don't have a bug out bag, or let's say... You're like, well, I can't afford that, but I can. I have. I already have a backpack. I already got a lot of the stuff. Okay. Well, here's what you can do: go up there and see what's in the bug out bags, because there may be something you're. In fact, I'm going to do that, because I really I need to like review certain things on my preps. I'm always kind of doing a little bit when I have time, which has kind of become less and less. But that's something that that. Uh, um, you can do, compare it to what is already in a good bug out bag from like a professional that's selling it and see how it, how it compares to your bag and see if there's any glaring weaknesses that, that, you know, you look at, cause that could be another big factor too. Good buddy, Kenny Lewis, that, uh, has got a great list for bug out bags and, uh, I've been carrying them for three years everywhere I go. Okay. Uh, but it. It looks like it's getting close, but anyway, I'm I'm gonna I'll send this to you in an email, and uh, you can put it up on your website at commonsenseshow.com, and uh, we'll go from there. And anything else that I get, I will get to you immediately. Okay, very good, Paul. We've been speaking with Paul Martin from RevolutionRadio.org. I recommend strongly that you visit his site every day. It's a great news aggregate site. Uh, it's got articles. Okay, sorry. They, these commercials, I don't know what YouTube did, but these commercials are just constantly now barraging through when you try to play YouTube videos. Now, you might have always had that be the case, but I have a program. It's a free program. Here's another little thing for you. It's called Ghostery. G-H-O-S-T-E-R-Y. Just key in Ghostery whatever in your keyword search box. Don't use Google, though. <laughs> use Xquicks or one of these other ones there's there's other good ones that are that are like um there's another one uh this one duck duck go is another one that's like really emphasizes privacy anyway um it's free program's free and it blocks so much of like when you click on a site and how they want to barrage you with all this stuff and all these cookies and and um tracking things and all this stuff <clears throat> now, you determine what's blocked, but it will block a standard set of things per website. Now, some of the websites, like Weather Channel, if you want to watch a video up there, you have to disable this thing, or you have to disable the right whatevers in order for it to play. So some of the websites, but it's very rare, it will hinder. But I'm telling you, if you don't use this, 
Like, you try to go to beforeitsnews.com and all their garbage ads they got coming up. Um, you know, it only takes like five hours for the page to load. Once once everything, you know, at least on a laptop computer from on my end. And I have high-speed internet. Uh, this thing speeds that up so much. So you will save so much more time having this ghostry program on your thing. It even tells you how many things it's blocking per page. Okay? So I highly recommend that. It's it's free. You know, go ahead and avail yourself to it. I'm going to go ahead and go back to this interview, though, now, um, before it got interrupted. Uh, when you hear this, we would encourage you to immediately take action. Paul, one final question here as a, as a, as a postscript. Uh, what year of car should people hope to have in their transportation? Uh well, I've got a 47 Jilly, uh, Willys Jeep <laughs> and horses, uh, but um, uh, you can go to the LibertyMan.com, John Moore's website, and he's got a report up there that was paid for by your t- taxpayer dollars, and a bunch of scientists went and checked out what would happen with an EMP, and about the only, you only need to read about the first 60 pages. But these gentlemen, and this is this has been a while back, Dave. So, you know, grasp that. Uh, they said that if your car is running during an EMP, that it'll probably shut down. But it should restart. If your car is off during an EMP, it should start right up. But you'll lose some cosmetics. But with what I just read you. Do you want me to read it again? <laughs> no, I got it. I, I, Paul, I got it. It's, okay. crystal, it's crystal clear. Well, meaning, but what he just read them is this switch they, whoever they is, flip our government, and your car is totally disabled if it's beyond, like, 2004 and up or something. You know, so I that's something I never even heard of. So, again, I don't know how credible that is. I have no idea. They're not even... 100% sure. They, he says it, it confirms with his other intel. Okay? So, you know, something to pray about, think about. I'm not saying run out and in, in buy a car that's, you know, 2,000, whatever, three or below, or whatever he's saying. But um, they did present that scenario. Okay. That car, uh, ain't, coming, that car ain't coming back. But are we talking pre-2004 cars is what you hope that you will have? Yeah. It, it, it says in the email, all vehicles will be made obsolete and everybody will be stuck right where they are. If you have a vehicle after 2004 or so, you will be stuck. That's a quote. Well, that I mean, again, that's really playing for keeps on that one. You're you're gonna shut down. I don't know what percentage of cars are on the road are are 2004 and above, but you're gonna be shutting down a massive swath of the population. So I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I cannot be dogmatic about that i don't know it's the first time i've heard it but i I figured i couldn't not put this information out i I really believe that he's very accurate on what he's talking about 
Okay, well, you've heard it here on the Common Sense Show, and uh, the news just keeps getting worse and worse as we witness the shipping of our troops out of the country, our combat troops, and um, certainly Trump is aligning himself to um, put up a fight against the coup that's coming against him with the appointment of Kelly and Mattis. Uh, it just gets worse and worse, folks, and I need to say stay in prayer, because right now divine intervention may be the only hope we have. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you back here again real soon. And again, maybe the only help we have. It is the only help we have. It's the only hope. It's like, okay, we'll, divide, we'll rely on divine intervention as a last cause, last course of action. Come on. It should be the first course. You know? So, anyway, that's my biggest problem I have with Dave Hodges is that aspect. Um, what I did is I just went into my health newsletter that I'm going to release, I don't know, next four or five days or whatever. And I, I found that best fish antibiotics to stockpile for doomsday preppers. Okay, so I put that in here. It'll be on, I don't know, probably on page five or six of the PDF for this date. Uh, according to this article, there's a link to it from the FDA. Several drugs, including some fish antibiotics, are transitioning from over-the-counter to veterinary prescription status on 1-1-2017. So again, just one more thing they're doing to... Try to just take away as many options as they can take away. Okay, next report. Let's keep going here. Oh, boy, I'm way over on time. Okay, so I'm going to end part three here, and we'll go to part four next.